Hi, I'm Vanessa Anderson. And I'm Stephanie Cooley. It's time to give ourselves a moment to be real, to express all of motherhood. Mothering is beautiful. It's wonderful. And you know what? It's fucked up too. Come hang out with us. We're the real motherfuckers. Welcome back, real motherfuckers. Hello. Glad to have you here. Our episode today is security blankets. And for those of my family and close friends that know me, you already know where this is going to (laughs) go. Oh my God. It's been very prevalent. Yes. The reveal will happen. This is like, for me, even admitting this and showing this in a very public format is taking me courage today. Okay. I'm just saying, because it's something I don't share, but if you know me closely, you know. Okay. I don't know... (laughs) I know it is a physical object. She has kept it in her purse. She has not even showed it to me. I'm like, can I see it? She's like, you'll see it when we go on air. I'm yeah. like, okay. Wait your turn. <laughs> She's about, Yeah. I mean, I'm surprised she hasn't seen it, to be quite honest. But we're about to have a, a trip this year. She was going to see it anyway. It's my like, you'll see what it is. But anyway, so security blanket. We think just for children, right? Mm-hmm. Wrong. It happens in adulthood and people are admitting it, but now people are starting to admit it. So maybe you you can admit it yourself what your security blanket is, and it might not even just be a blanket. It could be other things. But before we get into that, I went into uh, lifescience.com to do research about what a security blanket is and why. Um, and the, uh, the author of this uh, article was Stephanie Papas, and she said that These are objects that people feel a bond with, despite the fact that the relationship is by definition one-sided, right? Because some of the objects aren't giving you love back, Mm -hmm. right? So, um, and it could be that these objects are giving you comfort, um, and it could be that it is something plush that you wrap your arms around and get that feeling, right? It's you're embracing something. Mm -hmm. Um, And for some, it could be an object that, brings you happiness from your childhood or a moment that you just cherish you know it could be a lot of those things um it could be something that helps you go to sleep totally and Mm -hmm. and they also say that these things are not only called security blankets they're called transitional objects i thought that was very interesting interesting. transitional object yeah that makes it sound more approachable it does because it makes you seem less needy and psycho. Yes. <laughs> You're the adult psycho who's got the little I'm the adult like psycho. Yeah, it doesn't even look like that. But Steph, what are your thoughts on this? Well, first off, when you were like, let's do one on security blankets. I was like, is that going to be something we can talk about for more than five minutes? Yeah. And then I sat with it and I was like, oh, shit, I've got a few. And they have nothing to do with blankets. Um, I think we should just get into it. We should, we should just go into your blanket because I cannot wait to see this goddamn blanket. <laughs> well, let me just tell you first. <laughs> let me introduce her. Okay. okay. Her name is Volitas. Okay. It has a name. Her name. And my whole family and all my friends that grew up with me know this. And some of my, actually, this is funny. Some of my family and friends have a piece of this blanket. Yeah. Bust this thing okay. out. So it's called bolitas okay. because um, bolitas listening... means little balls in Spanish. So I used to make little balls out of this. It's a fuzzy okay. one. Okay. And it was like sensory for me. I would rub. 
It was from my grandma's house. Okay. Uh, I feel like she needs a little introduction, so just hold your set, hold the horses. Mm -hmm. So she was given to me by my grandma. I lived with her. We moved away when, when I was four and a half, five years old, and I used to be at her house every day. Meals with her. My first year when I was born, we lived with her. I had a really close bond with my grandma. Mm -hmm. um, and that she had given me that blanket because I just loved it. I loved the way it felt. I used to make little balls out of it and like just, you know, get down. It was yeah. like almost like a blanket Play-Doh for me. Yeah. And I was a nail biter mm -hmm. and I have was always nervous as a little girl. And I feel like that calmed my nerves. It was soothing. Um, and when we moved, I remember that symbolized her. So anyway, here she is. She used to fit on a big queen mattress. That's how big she was. Okay. <laughs> this is her now. Oh my God. Okay, for those just listening, it is a pile of scraps. It is an orangey It's like a 70s. pile of scraps. Can I touch it? Yeah. And it's, it's soft. It seems like um, a blanket was massacred. And now, and it totally was. <laughs> so this okay. is why I ended up like this. I literally made little balls out of it. I used to make rings out of this for people. My dad has a piece. So it's like, it's hilarious. It's like people were like, this thing is fucking good luck. Like some of my cousins, like my cousin, I'll give a shout out to my cousin, Deanna. She still has her bolitas. Um, and she'll be like, I, she's moved fucking state to state and she still has that thing. Um, my dad has, has one in his car. Like he's, this hoe is in different area codes. She is. And when I would leave like people's houses, they'd be like, dude, we found pieces of your fucking blanket <laughs> in our house. <laughs> so when you have this in your home, do you have it in a bag? It was in the closet for a while. So this okay. is, so it was, I had it through college. Like okay. when what I size, met my husband. What size was it in college? Um, you know, I'll provide a picture for okay. Instagram because when Ryan met me, you could still wrap it, both of us in it. Okay. Um, it went through, I guess my moves fucked her up. I don't know. But um, I remember it being embarrassing for me. I don't give a fuck anymore. But I remember it being embarrassing for me. I don't sleep with it anymore. But um, I remember when I was dating my husband, we had been together like three months at that point. And he was staying the night a lot with me. And I would always hide it like up on my closet. I'm like, I don't want to be a fucking weirdo. Like, yeah. I was so embarrassed. Well, he would just think it's a pile of scraps. Oh, well, it wasn't that. It was just a holy fucking, just imagine a blanket with like, like, a, like you know, someone who lived on the streets would probably be like, I don't want that fucking blanket. Like, <laughs> it had holes in it. Like, yeah. in certain patches and certain patches, it was still together. But... I was like, okay, I'm falling in love with this guy. He's over all the time. I need my fucking blanket. I can't sleep. You know, I needed it. So I... So you used it to help you sleep? I did. It was okay. a, like, soothing thing. It was just did like, I would rub it. Did you have it on you, like, in a purse all the time, too? Or was it just a no, home thing? No, it was just a home thing. Okay. Um, but, yeah. I mean, later in life, which is kind of funny, like, if I go to a doctor's appointment and I'm nervous, I will have a piece of it in my purse or in my pocket. And like that, it's like a ticking comforting right. thing that I do. Yeah. Really weird. Right. So no, long story not. short, well, that's kind of how I please, deal with nerves. Please let other people feel seen right now. Okay. Well, I'm trying to be seen here. This is pretty fucking transparent. Um, so whenever, so finally I brought down the blade after month three, I was like, 
I've got to tell you something. I'm like, I've got a blanket and it's got to sleep on my bed. Like when you come over and he's like, he didn't really laugh. He's like, okay. And I'm like, you don't think it's like strange that I have this? I was kind of like, I was very self-conscious about it. Yeah. And he goes, no, as a matter of fact, my ex-girlfriend had one. And I said, really? So thank you for that previous girlfriend. Like, yes. thank you for, for paving the way. I'm sure there's lots of listeners out there who've got something got something yeah so you know what take it out put on your bed fuck yeah get it wear it wear it <laughs> so this is what becomes even more funny he knows how he knew how important it was to me so when we would go on trips we would travel when we were dating and we were he would be the one not me to put it in his carry-on so it wouldn't get lost in luggage. He would be the... So we would have like our snacks and stuff. He'd have to sort through my ugly ass blanket to get to our headphones. And you know, he would be the one to do it. I'm like, this man loves me. He loves me for all that I am. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I had it. And I remember people making fun of me. Like my, even my family. My family's dark comedy. Like you get roasted all the fucking time in my family. Like. You cannot be sensitive and have made it through my family. Like, uh-huh. you just won't make it. Yeah. Right? Like, they fuck with you. They know your weaknesses. They'll go there. So, like, when, like, my my brother and my dad would, like, pretend to fucking throw it in the, the fireplace and shit and fuck with me. Um, That's mean. It's so fucking mean, but it's what happened. Um, so, fuck you, Daniel. You're lucky. <laughs> listening. And uh, what else? Oh, and then my grandma, the one that gave it to me, she's like, she was very traditional. She's she had her glasses on, and she, if she'd press her glasses, you knew she's about to fucking say something <laughs> that might do that to your head, literally. Like, Ugh. Uh-huh. so I was like, oh, here it comes. And she, I was like, I was about eighteen, nineteen, and I, I stayed the night with her, and I had it with me. And she's like, you know, honey, in Spanish, she goes, if you ever, if you're gonna get a man in life, you're gonna have to get rid of that fucking blanket. <laughs> she's like, I don't know how you're gonna find a man with that blanket. So then when I met Ryan and he came over to meet my grandma, I was like, see. I fucking got a man and he's carrying my blanket. So I mean, we were dying laughing. I was awesome. like, so be yourself. Don't listen to anybody. Yeah. Be yourself. So anyway, so the strange thing, and I would say the disconnection, and I'm not saying that other things, having a child heals you or fix your problems, but strangely enough, when my daughter was born, I did not need this anymore, nor did I want it. Hmm. That is so interesting. Yeah. And so then I really stopped. So then it got put away. And then my son was born. And he found it. And guess who loved it? Him. Oh, my gosh. I've got pictures of him in his car seat passed out with it. Oh, my gosh. He slept with it. And he walked around. And he knew what the, the name was. So he, I have a video of him going, Ritas. With his little voice. Ritas. Ritas. I'll send it to you. Oh, my gosh. So anyway, Ritas is. So it's Bolitas, but we call it Ritas. And, and yeah, I'm sure my family's going to get a kick of this episode because everybody knows it, my oh close friends. So I there she is. I'll put her right here. I, she's part I, of it. I, I'm sorry. I'm just, let me process this because <laughs> I literally thought it was a blanket and it is not a blanket. Well, aren't we in a world? It was a blanket. Hey, we're in a world where shit ain't what it is, but people say it is. So yep. I'm just saying we're, we're in a world where shit can be anything. This, I literally had to tie it. I literally had to tie it together for my son when he got to use it. So he, it was double this size when he had it and he had his way with it. So that's just what it is. But, um, so that's literally security blanket. Number one, Uh my second one, and these are shorter to explain. Um, we, 
I would say my security blanket was my first dog. I didn't get my first dog until after I was married. We only had cats. And he was a Shih Tzu. And his name was Gizmo. Uh And we were alone all the time. Like, Ryan worked. And he was my security blanket. He was my companion. I remember even crying with him and him licking me and being with me. It was like that security blanket companion. Mm -hmm. So he was definitely one for me. Um, You guys all know I like to garden. I do have to say that gardening is my security blanket and my therapy. It's there for me to get things, to get through, sort things out. Mm Mm-hmm. I would say anything that I feel like security blankets are a way for you to sort things out. Mm-hmm. Maybe when I was little, I remember when I was sad or scared, this would make me feel safe, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and also I would just end with my house is my security blanket. When I go home, yeah. I'm like, I mean, I hope most of you feel this way. I take that exhale and I'm like, I'm home. I can, mm-hmm. you know, not that I'm not, not myself, but we're different in public. You know, I can definitely let my, my dirty laundry air out at home and be yeah. wonky and moody and mm-hmm. be the truth. I, I think certain people are my security blanket too. My dad is my doomsday if Ryan's not around. My mom's my emotional security blanket. And Ryan's my first line of defense for all those things. So I would say that as well. I love these. Yeah. So I think I'll, I'll end with that. But yeah. yeah, like if Doomsday's happening and Ryan's not around, I'm like, Dad, when he when he get when I get a call when he gets a call from me, he's like, What's going on? Because he knows I don't call for you. Yeah. So I'm like, Yeah, shit's going down. I need you to back me up. Yeah. And he will. So that that's been good. But what's what about I'm curious to find okay. out. We've been- so I have I have a few security blankets, and none of them are blankets. Um I have an old one. That was public facing. Okay. It's allowed to have this. And I had a secret one um, as a kid. So my public one was Teddy. And Aww. he was a teddy bear this big. And I had him through my 20s. Aww. I did a move and he was accidentally thrown in the trash. <gasps> That's why you don't have him. I don't have him anymore. But I also, it was disgusting. I never washed him. And can, so- I, can I pause it for a moment? Yeah. If he wouldn't have been thrown away, would he still been around for you? Yeah. Yeah. How did you feel when it was thrown away? You know, did you mourn it was it? such a weird thing. I, I was sad, but I was also fine. Hmm. I don't think he had the depth that you had with bolitas. Bolitas. Um, but mostly because I think he was my like my facade security blanket hmm. because I had another one which I never told anybody about until I went to college. Um, I wrote about this in a post maybe a month ago, but growing up, I lived in a house that was very up and down. And, um, because my sisters were so much older than me and I also didn't have very much friends around, um, I was alone a lot. I felt like an only child, um, a lot. And I spent alone time in my room a lot, especially when my parents were fighting or when just shit was just weird in the house and I just wanted to be by myself and feel safe there. I grew up also as a brown-skinned girl in in the 90s in a town at the time was very um, white. As I grew older, the town got more diverse, but... I felt very, um, I wanted to be someone else that wasn't me. Mm -hmm. And 
my goal person to be was Stephanie Tanner from Full House. Oh, how cute. And I wanted to be her, and I also wanted to be friends with her. And so I had a little yellow pencil box, and I had clippings of her, like pictures of her, and I stuck them into that box. And whenever I was sad or lonely or whatever, I'd reach in the back of my bed, because I knew this was fucking weird. I'd reach in the back it's of my not bed. Weird. <laughs> I'd, I'd pull out the pencil box open it and I have these pictures of Stephanie Tanner and I talk to her. Oh my god. I think that's actually kind of cute. I love that. And I love that her name was Stephanie too. Yeah, I, wa- I wanted to be because A, she was named Stephanie. Stephanie. We were around the same age. We were both weirdos. And um, I finally had told my college roommates, which by the way, like when you have really good, close college roommates, that's when all the secrets come no out shit. and you've never told anybody yeah, else. Yeah, it's the best time. Yes, because you're alone together at like 1 a.m. in your apartment and that's when things come out. Um, and I told them about it. And one of the times that uh, my husband and I broke up several times in college, one of the times that we broke up, I was devastated. And my friend Luana my college roommate, um, put together um, this little gift for me. And it's an envelope that says, I thought you might need someone to talk to and to cheer you up. Love, Luana. And I open it. And it's little pictures <laughs> of Stephanie Tanner. Oh, my God. So that I can talk to her. We need to have her on now. <laughs> Joey Sweden? Yeah. Yes. We yeah. need to have her on. I... I think this is so cool we had no idea what each other's security blankets were on purpose <laughs> yeah this is awesome I, just, I did not think it was this I mean just like you thought you were gonna see a full blanket I mean you just don't know yeah what we what we call we cope but we want to cope with life yeah and I feel like this something is that gives us connection whether something. it's physical mine was emotional and verbal um I remember crying to Stephanie Tanner being like why why is this happening? You know, and it got me through. It, it gave me this sense of like, there's someone there, even though it was, a, I don't know, it's a piece of paper. It's an actress. It's a yeah, there's character so many on a show. Yeah. You know, it's someone I wanted to be as well. Um, yeah. So uh, that was my security blanket that I held hidden in my life. Um, I also have an old security blanket, um, and that's alcohol. I used to use alcohol as a security blanket, especially in, like, social settings. It was this thing that I felt like I needed. It was liquid courage, like we were saying. Liquid courage. Yeah. Liquid courage is, and I feel like that could be something for a lot of other people. Um, I felt like nobody's going to like me if I don't have a drink and loosen up and be whatever, and I'm like, it's taken many years of processing and also realizing I just don't need alcohol in my life that I'm still Stephanie mm-hmm. without it. And super fun still. Yeah. And super fun still. <laughs> um, I have a new security blanket now and it's not tangible. Um, and it's my breath mm-hmm. and I can take it anywhere I go. And so earlier this week I got off, off work from working in my office and transition from work to home is hard 
Yes, especially Um, if work is home. Especially if work is home, because I know a lot of people love their drive home from work because it's like a a transition period. Wait, what is it called? The transitional, the the name for the security blanket? Oh, I have it right here. Give me one second. I had it written down, guys. I didn't memorize it Um, because I knew I wouldn't. It's called a transitional object. Damn! Okay, so it's, it, yeah, it's a transitional, well, transitional thing, I, or non-tangible thing. So I came into the house, and the kids are being kids, and yeah. I'm still having writing brain in my brain. You're not present. And yeah. I'm not present, and there's chaos, seemingly, and I was trying to operate in my house, and uh-huh. I couldn't. And so finally, I just sat down in a chair. And I put my head back and I closed my eyes and I just followed my breath. And my daughter came to me and she's like, are you okay? And I said, my mind does not feel well. I need a moment. And so she walked away and I just followed my breath. And I was fine. Um, I would say before that, I was at a 20. When Mm -hmm. I came out of that with my breath security blanket, I was probably an 80. So that really helped. Um, I have another security blanket that um, I didn't realize was a security blanket I used to make fun of, which is books. And Mm. I find myself going into books and like getting lost in them. Yes. um, Feeling comfort in reading someone else's story. Yes, I feel like I can relate to that. I think that's definitely, yeah. I think I have more security blankets than the blanket, and that's definitely one of them too. So thanks for saying that. Um, it's funny, I have a story about, so when I went to college, my parents helped me move into my dorm, and I know my dad probably wanted to send me off with like something inspirational and something for me to think about, and... Um, he pulled me to the side before they left and he said, Esteph, it is good to have friends, but it is better to be friends with your books. (laughs) And I'm like, oh my God, that's really embarrassing, dad. Why would you say that? I don't want to be friends with my books. But 20 years later, I get it now. Yeah. Don't we all get shit later? Yeah. Oh my God. I get it now. And you know, it's like. See, reading other people's stories, whether they're fiction or nonfiction, true or not, you know, I think it it um, pulls us closer to feeling like related, relatable. related, and that we're all together on this. Yes. Um, and so, we and we all have security things that, like you said, make us push through and yeah. and not to be embarrassed by them. Yeah. You know. Right. Get courage to say, "Fuck it, this is what I do." Yeah. And you know, I didn't. I did not go over what my security blanket is. When you said yours, I was like, oh, yeah, I still have some of that. And mine is yoga. Oh, yeah. I, I need yeah. When I don't feel myself, I go to my mat. And one of my main instructors told me, when you can't, she even did it with her knuckles, when you can't deal with your life, deal it on the mat, and you will be who you're supposed to be when you walk off. And don't get off that mat until you feel that. Yeah. Well, and also what I've learned through going to yoga classes is that the beauty about yoga is it doesn't it continues off the mat it does it's that's just the when you're on the mat that's like filling up your gas tank 
and reminding yourself and connecting with who you really are so that when you walk off the mat, you can give that to the world, your mm -hmm. true self. Yeah. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> so should we go to just the tip? Yes. Okay. We should go for it. So we wanted to give a tip that, um, as we think about our security blankets, I think that there is a security blanket that not a lot of us think of as a security blanket. And it's Should I our grab goddamn <laughs> fucking phones. Yep. I am guilty of using it as a security blanket. Um, it is something that I think our entire society uses as a security blanket. I like will get into the car and like we'll be like, ah! Shit, where's my phone? <laughs> yeah, you know, um, there was a study that I read from um, some researchers at UCI, um, and it's interesting because I'm, it's kind of going against what I'm just saying, but it says in experiments they found that people allowed to keep their smartphones had lower stress hormone levels when ignored in conversations, whether or not they were allowed to use the devices. Just the presence of the phone was enough to set them at ease which I feel like we can look at this in so many ways. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's how we choose to have a relationship with our phone. Sometimes, yes, it could help with lowering stress hormone levels at the time, but further on into, you know, the rest of your life, is it serving you? Um, I think using the phone as a tool is great. That's it. You took the words right out of my mouth. Using, um, yeah. Using it as a tool is great. Um, I don't know. It's questionable on if you want to use your tool as your thing that helps you sleep, your phone to help you sleep or your phone to help you feel like that is the only human connection you're going to have. You know, um, I think that that's the, the tip here is that we should evaluate our relationship and to our phone. And if, if it serves as a security blanket, why? Yeah, I do see it when humans don't have anything to say or there's an awkward moment or people don't want to deal or make eye contact, they'll be on their phone. Yeah, yeah. Um, I see it at restaurants. I see it in elevators. Some of the most, you know, embarrassing, weird, awkward, mm -hmm. the elevator moment. And, you know, it's like you go to, to a to a class in college, a psychology class, they'll say, hey, there's always the elevator study, right? Yeah. What do you, what's, what are people's habits in elevators? Do they step back? Do they look at you? Do they look straight yeah. ahead? There's all yeah. these weird things. But yeah, I, I think it is a security blanket. It's a security blanket because we don't want to break down on the road. We want to be able to call emergency services. Yeah. But I think all the points you made are so valid. I do think that there are people who aren't like us, who are good with being in social settings I do think that it has helped others who aren't as comfortable being social with others to connect and have some connection maybe they wouldn't otherwise have a connection mm. with with humans but for I do for, think that for people like us we still use it as a false connection with humans yes or to um, step out of our own reality yeah um, just have a break from it yeah I'm yeah I'll admit oh yeah <laughs> If you're someone who thinks that you don't have an addiction to your phone, you're lying. Yeah. Hell <laughs> yes, you're we lying. all have it a little bit. Yeah, totally. So, no, I, I agree with Steph. And maybe the tip is 
embrace some of your security, your security blankets or transitional objects. Um, and just kind of have fun with it. What yeah. are those things? I bet you this would be a really great icebreaker at a party I to know. ask people what their security blanket is. Yeah. It depends on what kind of party, man. There is a, maybe you ain't going to want to know somebody's blanket. <laughs> oh, but anyway, no, I think I think you're right. It'd be, it'd be a fun uh, bridal shower or bridal party or bachelorette party kind of thing. That would be yeah. fun. Yeah. I agree. Or 50th birthday or 40th birthday. Well, I'd have to have uh, the RSVP for one more because I'd be bringing Stephanie Tanner. There you go. Me. The white Stephanie. <laughs> the white Stephanie. I'm going to uh, two, please. One for Filipino Stephanie and one for white Stephanie oh my attending God. the party. This is just going to be the next level for you and me from now on when we're together. And I'm sure this is going to be too. So yeah. it's going to be. Anyway, we really opening up the, the closet here. You guys are seeing it all. Um, Sometimes it's not easy, and just like last time, I didn't think I had boundaries, but I was like, how am I going to write about this? And she was with this one. When we were texting each other, she's like, I don't know. There was like some question marks. I'm like, let's dig. And I, I say the same to our viewers and listeners. Dig. Have fun. Uh, be your own uh, biographer and really research who you are and why. Yeah. 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 So I think that's it today. Yeah. yeah. All right. Thanks for tuning in. Adios. Bye. That was so good.